This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Saturday night get together here on CBS Sports Radio. Jody Mack coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you want to buy a home or refinance your current home, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there for home solutions that fit your life. Rocket can. All right. uh, We're going to rock it out to what I think is the most exciting game of the weekend. We'll see if it plays out that way on the field, but as far as matchups go before the season started, people would have circled on week two. Ravens' chief major AFC throwdown of two potential playoff teams. Here to give us a Baltimore perspective on it is Bo Smoker. He covers the Ravens for PressBoxOnline.com. Bo Jody Mack here. How you doing? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Good. Appreciate you coming on board. Uh, big game in the second week of the season for the Ravens would be, uh, no matter what the results were, week one. Got to take on the Chiefs, a team you know at some point you're probably going to have to get through to get back to a Super Bowl. Now even that much more emphasis on the game because of last week's result against the Raiders. You were around the team this week. Uh, Ravens been able to put that overtime loss to the Raiders behind them? Well, they're, they're trying to. I mean, honestly, the loss to the Raiders is one thing, but the rash of injuries that hit, have hit this team is an entirely different thing, and I don't think they've put that behind them at all. Uh, was... And then again, even this week, all-pro left tackle Ronnie Stanley didn't practice all week, and he may or may not play Sunday. He's listed as questionable. I don't think he's going to play. But this is a team that is you mentioned a matchup before, you know, in, in the summer, people circle this game as one of the best games in the, in the AFC all year. But I mean, the Ravens have lost all three of their top three running backs. Their number one draft pick wide receiver is not playing. They've lost pro bowl cornerback, Marcus Peters. They've likely lost offensive tackle, all pro Ronnie Stanley for this game. So this team is limping into this game, and that doesn't even factor the fact that they just lost in overtime on the West Coast on a short week. So it is a tall order for a Ravens team that, for all they've done well in the Lamar Jackson era, they've never beaten the Chiefs. Lamar Jackson has a starting quarterback 30-5 and against everyone not named the Chiefs, <laughs> 0-3 against the Chiefs. So they know it's, a, it, it's, a, it's the second game, right? You don't want to overreact, but it's a huge time of the year for this team well we'll certainly agree on that you mentioned the injuries they've had and they are uh probably the most injured team in the national football league everyone has to deal with injuries but key players top players positions that have just been completely taken apart like running back as you mentioned with dobbins and edwards not only out but done for the year on both fronts they've been scooping up running backs uh off the waiver wire and off the scrap heap as best they could 
How's it going to look uh, week number one with all the guys that they've added to the roster in very short order? Yeah, we joke that every week when you go out to practice, we don't know what the, who the new running back and what number he'll be. It seems there's a different mm-hmm. running back out there every day. Um, well, you know, they have their number one running back, just to give you a perspective of what they got, what they were staring at. Their starting running back last, last week in the season opener was Tyson Williams, who basically came to training camp as the fourth string guy and had never played in an NFL regular season game until he started for them last week. They added Latavius Murray last week after the Saints had gotten rid of him. And they've added Devonta Freeman, who they've also added Le'Veon Bell, who's on the practice squad. Now they elevated Freeman from the practice squad this week, so he'll be in uniform. So most likely you will have Tyson Williams, Latavius Murray, and Devonta Freeman. And in what order or in what rotation, I think is anyone's guess. The offensive coordinator, Greg Roman, has said, look, we're not going to be a one back offense we're not going to hand the guy one guy is going to have 25 or 30 carries we're going to rotate the thing with this offense though is and the thing that's been most um problematic is this team thrives on lamar jackson and his read option and his deception with the mesh point is jackson keeping it is he handing it off and that takes some time to work on that with the it's kind of a choreography and for the running backs that aren't in this system for long, and the two of these running backs have literally been with the team a week, um, they don't have that yet. So against the Raiders, their offense looked much more traditional, and that's not what they want to be, but it's what they have to be given what they have right now. So I think we'll see some of Latavius Murray. I think we'll see some of Devonta Freeman. I think we'll see some of Tyson Williams. How much they'll do with the read option and the RPOs that Jackson thrives on, I don't know because – their biggest fear is that, you know, Jackson thinks he's keeping, Murray thinks he's getting the ball, they both grab the ball, they, and suddenly the ball's on the ground at the 10-yard line. Um, that's what they want to avoid. So it's really changed what they want to do in terms of how they run the ball. So it's been, an, it's been a blow you couldn't have predicted in July, but, the, you know, they just, they just have to soldier on. And as, as players will tell you, you know, no one cares about your problems, and most teams are glad you have them. So that's where they're at, and they're going to do the best they can. Ball Smoker from uh, Pressbox Online, the Ravens beat guy, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, uh, the injuries to the running backs have been bad. You mentioned the wide receivers, but Sammy Watkins did step up and play well. A guy who came into the league and looked like he was going to be a star wide receiver has kind of bounced around the last couple of years without uh, getting a toehold as a top flight receiver anywhere else. But game number one as a Raven, a lot expected of him, and he delivered some pretty good numbers uh, in week number one is he their go-to guy through the air this week uh, week two I think both he and Marquise Brown will be their go-to guys I mean Sammy Watkins is you know the, the Ravens will tell you they've always thought he's got you know Pro Bowl caliber player just could never stay healthy this injury that injury this injury that injury over the course of his career his best year as a pro came when Greg Roman the current Ravens offensive coordinator was his coordinator in Buffalo um, so they, they have history, and Roman likes to think he knows he can get the best out of Watkins. Watkins had a big, long catch in that game against the Raiders, and he and Jackson, again, this is a team that just hasn't done a lot together in the preseason. Jackson missed the first 10 days of training camp because he had tested positive for COVID. Watkins dealt with some lingering, nagging injuries late in training camp. They didn't play a lot together in training camp either. Um, but in June minicamp, those two played a lot together, and they looked like they were starting to develop something. And 
I think, you know, when he's healthy, Watkins is a really good receiver. And Roman, as I said, Roman thinks he knows how to utilize him the best he can. And Jackson and he connected on a 49-yard pass, I think it was, against the Raiders. And he's looked good. He's looked healthy and he's looked good. So both Watkins and Marquise Brown, who also had a good game against the Raiders, um, will be the key guys. As I said, their number one draft pick was a receiver, Rashad Bateman. They have put a lot of emphasis on drafting receivers. The Ravens have a tortured history of drafting receivers. They don't develop them or they get hurt or whatever. Um, and they keep trying, and now Bateman's hurt. So he won't be around. But, yeah, to your point, Watkins is a guy who they think can be one of those guys. I think he and Marquise Brown are huge components for them, particularly in this game, and particularly when you have a running game that has been so altered. You have to figure out more ways to work the passing game than this team. This team wanted to be a run-first offense, but now that might change a little bit when you have all these new running backs. So I think Watkins does become a very important part of what they want to do. Another key injury the Ravens are having to deal with was Marcus Peters going down in the secondary. Secondary did not look all that good week one with Derek Carr going for 435. Granted, a little extra in overtime, but 400 400 any way you slice it. Is the Ravens secondary up to stopping the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, who's not a bad player, that Mahomes kid? Yeah, he's not bad. Well, I will say this. Even when the Ravens are healthy, they've had a hard time stopping Mahomes. Um, and so that, I mean, who hasn't, right? Everyone has a hard time stopping Mahomes. Right. A couple of years ago, they played in Kansas City, and this team in Jackson's rookie year, they had the Chiefs beat, flat-out beat. And then Mahomes puts off this 49-yard, just fourth-down prayer to Tyreek Hill in the last couple minutes of the game, sets up a tying score, and then the, the Chiefs win in overtime. The Chiefs are never out of it. About Marcus Peters, yeah, I mean, this is a Pro Bowl-caliber corner. He can create, he can intercept, he can score. Um, a huge loss for this team. He and Gus Edwards, incidentally, got hurt on practically consecutive plays in practice. Um, just a terrible day for this team. So Marcus Peters is out, and they're not going to have him, and, and they know that. And so the guy, the next man up for them is Anthony Averett, who is a fourth-year player out of Alabama. A lot of the Ravens will tell you, this guy would be starting on a lot of NFL teams that didn't have both Peters and Marlon Humphrey. They really like him, but now he, it's his job. And frankly, he's in a contract year, so this is a huge year for him. But he becomes the starter with uh, Marcus Peters hurt. They didn't, they didn't like how they performed late in that game against the, the Raiders. There's no question. And in fact, I thought they played well for two or three quarters, but they had three different leads in the second half of that game, and they gave up the lead every time, including the Raiders got the ball back with 35 seconds left, no timeouts at their own 25, and all the Ravens have to do is come up with one play, and the game's over, and they win. And Carr completed two quick passes, got them to position to kick a game-tying field goal to tie it and send it to overtime. They were very disappointed that it ended up going to overtime. They thought they should have been able to get the stop there. Um, but they didn't, and this is what they have on defense now. As you said, Peters is a huge loss. Anthony Averett's the next guy up. Um, they feel like they have two good safeties in Deshaun Elliott and Chuck Clark, but this team has to figure out how they're going to handle Travis Kelsey. They had a hard time handling Darren Waller last week. I mean, he got 195 yards on 10 receptions or something. He was a handful, 19 targets. They were throwing at Darren Waller all day, and I think we will see Mahomes going to Travis Kelsey all day. Um, so it's defensive that this defensive secondary is challenged without Peters. Um, Averett takes over in Peter's spot and then we'll see how they try to combat K 
Kelsey because they didn't really do a great job on Waller. Yeah, one of the telltale stats that I did read after the Monday night game was it was the first time in 17 years that the Ravens had actually let a 14-point lead in the game slip out of their hands. They'd been 82-0 and in games they had 14-point leads in the last 17, and certainly none during the Coach Harbaugh era. That's uh, that's something that's got to weigh on you. That's something that's got to eat at you a little bit. Uh, kind of circle back to the first question I asked. You mentioned uh, the injuries that they're dealing with. Understood, but... They blew a game last week. You're supposed to win that game. You get up by 14, and you mentioned had it late, just needed one stop, couldn't get it. How is their mindset going into week number two? No, it's difficult because it's the Chiefs anyway, but off the way that they lost, was that something Harbaugh had to work with with the team this week to make sure it didn't rear its ugly head again? Well, I'm sure he did. I mean, he was. I thought he was kind of short and testy with us this week, and I think it's I think everything's kind of weighing on him and this team. I mean, it's been a tough, it's been a tough emotional month when you see one player after another after another carted off on a cart and they're done for the year. And that's hard. And let's face it, this happens every year, but it's happened with this team before you can get to week two. And it's probably going to happen with other players because it does always happen every year. But I think the, the, the mental strain of losing one player after another has been really hard. And then they go and they lose an overtime game on the road across the country on a short week. It's been a long week here. Um, I will say John Harbaugh, I think, does some of his best work when people doubt him, when people put their back to the wall, when people say, you know, it's, oh, he, he tends to channel that really well and get his guys ready. I personally don't think it's going to be enough to beat the Chiefs, but will it be enough to right themselves? It's a 17-game season now, right? So being 0-2 is not quite as bad as when it was a 16-game season. But it's a tall order to face the Chiefs. They haven't been able to beat them when they've been healthy, and now they've got to face them when they're very, very not healthy. But I think Harbaugh is doing his best to kind of um, – keep their heads up. I don't know if it'll be enough this week, but it, it, and it's difficult. I, I think this team has been shell-shocked by all the injuries. So their, their attitude is, you know, next man up, we have to soldier on. And, and what choice do they have, really? Right, the former MVP quarterback, Lamar Jackson, is doing everything that he can. He did last week against the Raiders. Uh, he had a late fumble, which was pretty costly. But overall, I thought he played a damn good game, and I would pin it more on their inability to stop the Raiders than uh, Lamar working with less than all his weapons. Um, big question in that town's got to be, and what? Uh, kind of progress is being made on him signing a contract extension. Josh Allen did. Dak Prescott had done previously. A couple of the young quarterbacks did get paid. We know Lamar's uh, contract is up as well. He's representing himself, which makes it kind of difficult because he wants to stay focused on the football stuff as well he should. But he also really needs to get this contract done because he took some hits last week and he doesn't want to suffer an injury while the contract negotiation is ongoing. Any progress this week in getting him inked to a second deal? Not that I'm aware of, but I think it's a really complicated situation. I mean, the Ravens will tell you, we've heard Eric DaCosta say, yeah, he's our guy for the long haul. They love him. Um, the town of Baltimore loves him. I mean, he's charismatic. He's energetic. People in this town love him. I can tell you, the night he got drafted, from that point on, there's just been noticeable vibe in this town about him. And it was not that way the last few years of Flacco's career. This team was scuffling. There was this kind of vanilla feel about everything. And then Jackson gets drafted. 
and there was this notable vibe about the team and and juice to the organization and and they like that they recognize it so they he, he they want him to be their guy as you said though it becomes much more complicated when he's representing himself and and whatever kind of negotiations go on or con, um contested situations or discussions that are get a little contentious or whatever those usually are filtered by an agent, right? And now they're not if, if, if Jackson is representing himself. So how much gets said directly between the front office and Jackson? How much hurt feelings are there over that? Who knows? But it's a difficult situation, as you said. Right now, he's, not, he's got to worry about winning games. I mean, this is a team that's trying to win games. And the other thing is, if this team goes, say, I don't know, 9-8, and 8-9 eight, eight and nine in an injury-ravaged year, what does that do for the, the negotiations? It's... It's, it, it's complicated, and it's kind of fascinating at the same time. But to answer your question, I'm not sure there's been any movement. Um, he's watched these other guys get paid. I think he has an idea of what the numbers will be. But it's unclear to me when it will happen. It's something that uh, Raven fans will also be keeping a tight eye on. Something we as members of the media can look at, and the Ravens won't, and or Harbaugh won't answer any questions. Uh, even if they get beat by Kansas City and they fall to 0-2, upcoming schedule, Lions, Broncos, Colts, Chargers, Bengals, Vikings, it does lighten up a little bit. You don't get the Steelers till the second half of the year and the Browns to the second half of the year. So that is a positive you're not going to get Coach Harbaugh to talk about the future schedule, are you? No. Oh, no, we're definitely not. He's going to talk about the game upcoming. You're right. After this week, um, they've got a chance to kind of right the ship. If, if there are no more significant injuries and they know this is who we have moving forward, we, we can operate. We'll, we'll, this group that is just starting to get figure out how to play together, Rashad Bateman might come back after the third or fourth game because uh, he's on short-term injured reserve. Nick Boyle, the big blocking tight end, is another guy they like who they also haven't had, who might be back by then. Um, yeah, they have a chance to kind of right themselves. They have a critical stretch in the midseason where they play, they play Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Right. Uh, they have three games in a row against division teams. Or maybe it's Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. I don't have it in front of me right now. But the three AFC, three AFC games back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, those are going to really be – season-defining games, but they have to get to that point first, and and they do have a stretch where they could get a little momentum after these first two games, but like I said, nothing since, really since J.K. Dobbins went down in the last preseason game against Washington and started this run of the three running backs and Marcus Peters and, uh, you know, that, that nothing has really gone like they hoped, but after this week, they do have a chance to build some momentum, definitely. Bo, great stuff. We appreciate you coming on board. You gave us some good insight. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Best of luck to your Ravens. All right. Thank you for having me. Take care. My pleasure. That's Bo Smolka. He covers the Ravens day in and day out for PressBoxOnline.com. Yes, that uh, chunk of the schedule that he talked about is really interesting. It's even more interesting from a Cleveland perspective because uh, Baltimore plays Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cleveland over the course of three weeks. The, the Browns play Baltimore by week Baltimore. So they actually play Ravens back-to-back games on the schedule over a three-week period. But, uh, yes, the battle for that division will come in the month of uh, late November 
into early December, but the Ravens have a battle on their hands, taking on the Chiefs in action tomorrow. Jody Mack here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We'll continue the NFL conversation. You want to talk about that game or any of the other games? Get aboard with me now, 855-212-4227. Hit me up here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.